I could already feel a few beads of sweat running down from my forehead. It was already such a hot day and the sun had just barely crested the horizon. From the get-go, I had a feeling it was going to be a particularly hot season and I was going to be busy. Opening the front door to my small living quarters, I threw some of my gear and supplies down. Shifting everything around, I made sure to go over my list. If anything was missing, now was the only good time to take care of it. Luckily, my list was completed with several check marks, and I closed the door to the cabin and headed toward the tower. It always feels like returning to a second home when I walk up the steps. Like greeting an old friend when I open up the door to the lookout and feel the wall of stale air that had been waiting for me since I left. The rising sun pushed through the lookout's window and I could see the sunlight resting on swirling dust particles. I could see the movement of air caused by the opening of the door and the way the dust retreated. Walking in, I got the first glimpse of my favorite view. The seemingly endless waves of dark green the tower overlooked. Sun rising above the treetops rushing through the canopy. Somehow, always gets me feeling emotional. Better yet, were the heavy dark clouds I see rolling in from the distance. The beautiful rising sun and a thunderstorm were a great way to start the season. Before those clouds reached me though, I needed to do some handiwork. I made sure all the instruments were ready to go, wiping a layer of dust off the maps, making sure the Alidade was moving alright. It can get a little stiff when unattended. Clicking down, I heard a soft buzz coming from a two-way radio. I placed batteries next to it so I wouldn't have to go searching for them if it ran out. Exiting the tower, I descended and submerged myself within the trees. I always like to collect firewood as soon as I can. The more I can get, the longer I can go without doing it again. The longer I can just relax. It took a while, but I was eventually happy with the stock I had acquired making sure to put it where the upcoming storm wouldn't dampen it. After throwing the pile together, I went back up into the tower and started my ever-vigilant watch over the forest. With the storm coming, it felt like the conditions were right for potential fires to spring up, so I needed to keep an eye out. Sure enough, it wasn't long before a thin trail of smoke rose from the pasture of green. There are a lot more fires than you'd expect during peak season. A lot of the time, a big one will make it to the news. Maybe a few more. There are on average about 70,000 wildfires each year. Thanks to people like me, a good portion of them are stopped before they can become that sweeping wall of fire you see on the news. Getting to the Alidade, I moved the finder until the crosshairs rested over the emerging stack of smoke invading the skyline. I noted the position on the map and radioed to the nearest towers to triangulate the fire's position. After that, I did all I could and watched. I kept looking around to make sure there wasn't any spotting. None occurred, but the original smokestack seemed to grow unusually fast. I figured the weather helped it spread, but it almost looked like a deliberate burn. I worried that within my first day there was going to be a catastrophe on my watch. Fire services didn't want to deploy a plane as the storm was approaching, but when the smoke became too intense they must have decided to take the risk. I watched a wall of water falling from above drenching trees. For a moment, it truly looked like an ocean. 
As the water fell, the smoke was snuffed out, save for a few smaller patches that were out soon after by people on the ground. I was honestly surprised with how swiftly it was contained and put out. Normally, it's such a back-and-forth dance to mitigate damage, but it was contained and put out. It was pretty much done and gone before I had the chance to open a can of beans. The rest of the hours with sunlight were uneventful. A small fire was put out faster than the last as it was much easier to access. After a few hours had passed, the dark clouds were no longer a distant vision and had blotted out the blue sky above. I could see rolling lines of light shooting from one end of the sky to the other. It was going to be a heavy one. Normally at night, I would climb down to the cabin and sleep there, but it's hard to pass up a good thunderstorm. I heard the distant mumbling of far-off lightning strikes, just waiting for the darkness around me to reveal its shade of purple. The tops of trees moved like fields of grain as the wind played with the canopy. The rain started falling from the clouds. At first light a drizzle that quickly chorused into a heavy downpour. The sizable orbs of water smacking to the roof above my head. Standing up, I walked to the window peering out at an expansive view. As I looked out into the trees, I couldn't help but notice that a section of the trees was behaving weirdly. It was subtle, but the tops of the trees were swaying even between the gusts of wind, moving sporadically. I leaned in to get a closer look, struggling to see clearly beyond the littering of raindrops hanging onto the window. Briefly, I could see what looked like lights. They were faint and disappeared so quickly I thought I was seeing things. Narrowing my eyes, I tried to get another view and as I did, the sky around me lit up a bright purple. It was like God had taken a picture with the flash on, my vision becoming momentarily impaired. Shortly after, I could feel the tower vibrating as a wave of thunder crashed into it from above. As the thunder invaded my ears, it was the only thing I could hear, the wind and drops of rain falling under an audible level. It was enough to make my skull rattle, and as I tried to return my senses to stability, I saw the faint light again. I couldn't tell if it was closer or just getting brighter. Again, though, like a wisp of smoke, it vanished as soon as it appeared. My main concern was that some hiker had somehow gotten themselves lost and stuck in the storm, that the light I was seeing was their flashlight failing them. I didn't know how someone would have made it out this far. It would make sense that the light would be getting closer to me if someone was lost. The tower would be easy to see against the dark sky. Deciding to brave the storm myself, I opened the door and stepped out onto the walkway, making sure to minimize my contact with metal. The rain pelted against my skin as I neared the edge of the tower, peering into the trees. I watched treetops dance, trying to make out any sign of life, like I was staring at a magic picture. I tried to yell out, but I could only tell my voice was quickly being snuffed out by the raging storm. The light appeared once more. With a better view of it, I thought it looked more like a lantern than it did a flashlight. The source seemed to be more natural. There was no way of knowing what shape the person was in, so I decided to go meet them and try to help. Walking down the steps during a thunderstorm is unadvisable, but I was dealing with an extraordinary circumstance. 
Trying my best to avoid touching metal, I methodically made my way down the steps that had been covered in rainwater. Each step was incredibly perilous. Finally reaching the bottom and feeling my boots sink into the soft mud, I ran over to where I saw the light. I could just barely make it out through the trees and falling rain. A small beacon of light approaching slowly, my efforts to call out to it still pressured by the wind and rain. It was getting fairly close though, soon to break the tree line surrounding the lookout, so I started walking towards it. As I started walking away from the lookout, an intense strike of lightning got to the ground nearby. Again, my vision went blank as the light purple shuttered my eyes. You know how when you stare at something for a while and you close your eyes and you see like an outline of it in the darkness? It was like that. When the bright lightning dissipated my world went dark again, but I was able to see an outline of what was in front of me. It was like a snapshot plaguing my vision. I couldn't make out much while the snapshot was there. The trees reaching high were most of it, but I saw enough. Enough to know whatever approaching the tower was not a person. As the intense boom of thunder rang out, I could feel my feet retreating before my head even had the time to process what I was seeing. My fight or flight response was kicking in naturally. Closing the gate behind me, I started ascending the steps again, absent mind and gripping onto the metal. Thankfully, the lightning strikes only inhabited the forest for the time being. I lost my footing on one of the steps and crashed down. My knee was the first to make contact, striking hard against the firm step. My grunt nearly filled my mouth with water. Through the gaps in the stairs, I could see the light. Now a pair hanging side by side, breaking through the trees. It was low, almost skittering against the ground as it was reaching out of the trees, feeling the ground before it advanced. With a heave, I pulled myself up to my feet, doing the best I could to ignore the pain in my knee. Without looking down, I continued up until I made it to the top of the lookout tower. Feeling an aching in my knee, I hobbled over to the radio, clinking it down. I attempted to reach out. All I got in return was heavy static. The air was full of static with such a mean storm overhead, there was no way I was getting through to anybody. Walking out into the storm, I looked down at the creature that had made it to the fence that represented my only real defense. It wrapped its thin and wiry fingers around the chain link and pulled at it. Lacking an understanding of what was in its way, the thing backed up and then looked up to the source of light, which in turn was me. Its bulbous eyes had faint amber glows to them, like it was a source of light guiding it through the dark forest. A distant stroke of lightning caused enough light to reveal the thing's small and low frame. It crawled on all fours but appeared humanoid. We locked eyes for a moment, the rain running off its slick skin. It tilted its head while looking at me. The thing's mouth opened and it let out a whine. I don't know how it was able to produce a noise that overpowered the storm. It rang out. The high-pitched cry piercing my ears. I could hear it bubbling as the rain got into its throat. Going back into the lookout, I shuffled things around, though I knew all I had was a flare gun. Leaving it on the table, I started heading to the window when I got a good look at the forest around me. The whine the creature gave off running across the land slipping through the trees calling for others. As such, I could see in the distance, through the canopy, dozens of lights appearing in the distance. 
like a horde of will-o'-wisp. They started moving towards the tower, with a flashlight in hand. I went to the one sitting outside the fence and shined the beam onto it for a better look. Pale, and nearly translucent skin that revealed thin trails of red veins underneath. Many veins stemmed like tree trunks leading to the thing's eyes. All of its blood seemed to concentrate there. I could see its hands. Nails glistened in the light. They looked small but sharp. I was surprised the thing wasn't just ripping through the fence. Teeth clattered, almost as sharp looking as the nails. The thing looked like something I would expect to see at the bottom of the ocean. I started moving away, taking the flashlight off of it. I saw its head follow the beam of light, almost like a cat. I tried it a few more times, moving it back and forth. Then, with the flashlight off, its attention shifted immediately back to the tower. Quickly, I went inside and started turning out any light source. With the night sky and the heavy clouds, I could barely see my way around. I looked around me. The forest looked like it was made of blades of grass. Lights like fireflies moving through the field. They were closing in. I had forgotten about the lights at the bottom of the tower. Another trip down the stairs had my heart racing. I knew how close I was going to have to get to this thing, nearly face to face. My boot returned to the soil and I made my way over to the light, strung up around the fence. Something I had put there a few shifts ago to help myself if I ever went on late night walks. I was following the light with my eyes to find the power cord, until I realized it was plugged into my cabin. Grabbing the white wire, I tried to pull back on it and tried to unplug it from a distance, but I couldn't get a good grip as it was slicked from the rain. I even tried to wrap it around my fist, but it just wouldn't budge. I didn't even have a knife in the lookout to cut the wire with. Things like that were all in the cabin if I needed them. I went to the gate and sat the flashlight down, having it shine the light away from the cabin. After a few short breaths attempting to hype myself up, I pushed the gate open and sprinted towards the cabin. The ground was soaked with rain and I could feel my feet trying to sweep out from under me but I continued. Rushing into the cabin and swinging the door shut I flicked the light switch and looked for the cord. Finding it quickly, I pulled the plug and looked out the small window to see the white lights flicked off. Letting out a breath all I need to do was get back to the lookout. We're creatures of habit though. I hadn't even realized I turned the cabin's light on. It's something I've done a hundred times. I didn't even think about it. Muscle memory just took over as I entered. I had a plan, but I messed it up. I had to get back to the top of the tower, but I could see the thing already closing in on the cabin. There was no way my cabin could have resisted one of them getting inside. Even if I turned the light off, the one outside saw me enter the only source of light. Opening the door to the cabin, I tried running as fast as I could. I felt a burning in my knee that caused me to briefly limp. Then a searing tear appeared on my calf as the creature swept right through my flesh. I fell to the grass, smacking my face against the wet ground, kicking up mud. I rolled over to see the thing chomping at my legs. I pulled back just in time to avoid more damage. I could see around me more of those lights appearing out of the tree line. Desperately, I clawed towards the tower on my back, kicking with my uninjured leg to keep the thing at bay as best as I could. 
and occasionally got a good swing in, ripping my jeans and pulling at my shoe. I felt its jagged teeth dig into my boot. The rubber was thick enough that it didn't get through, but I just had to leave the boot behind. The other creatures were more interested in the light from my cabin, but I knew it wasn't going to stay that way for long. I had to hurry. Adrenaline started kicking in and I was able to close the gate behind me after a swift kick to the creature's face. I saw its enormous eyes deflate from the impact, leaving an empty sack of darkness with blood spilling onto the grass. I was not able to stand to lock the gate so I reached the railing and used it to help pull myself up while the creature was reeling. Each step up felt like hell as the wound from my leg mixed with the rain, fabric from my jeans continually sticking to the blood and pulling it loose. The thing at the gate gave a similar cry as earlier, and I looked back to see the other one's attention shifting to the tower. To me. They started closing in quickly before my view of them was cut off as I entered the lookout's tower interior. With my arms bracing the table, I pulled myself up and grabbed the flare gun before falling back to the floor. I could hear those things, their knife-like claws tapping against the stairs as they climbed towards me. I pointed the flare gun and pulled the trigger. The burning light sailed out of the gun and flew through the open door. It kept flying into the night, a bright red star against endless darkness. I just had to hope the ground had been saturated enough that it wouldn't cause any further fires. The sound of the creatures advancing halted as their attention shifted to the new source of light. The only source of light. The tapping began again, but the sound got softer and softer as they retreated. I pulled myself to the edge and watched as all the lights from their eyes ran after the one hurling through the sky. Like the wise men, they followed it far into the forest, where they would forget all about my little lookout tower. I would be stuck up here for a while, so I patched myself up with the first aid kit. When the storm finally parted and the sun peeked through the clouds, I radioed that I had suffered an animal attack and needed medical attention. Before long, I was being looked over and my wounds were being treated and sewn up. I was asked what attacked me and I said I didn't get a good look at it. I didn't think anyone would believe me about the creatures I saw that night. I didn't see another one of them for the remainder of the season, thankfully. I should really consider getting a gun, though. I'd be lying if I said that was the first night I witnessed something strange sitting in the lookout. Still, though, there's no view quite like it. The waves of green leading to the horizon. I'll never give up that view. I'll defend it with my life. This year and the next.